0: what's up everybody welcome to the Big six podcast CBS Sports Daily NFL podcast I'm Will Brinson I'm your host excited to talk some Thursday Night football and what better way to do it by the way if you like the previews you like the the recaps you like whatever leave us a review a rating if you hit the five star rating that's easy it's quick you can bang our you can bang a little five star button and move us right up and uh, you know if you uh, if you want to go and take the time to write a review, by all means, do it. That'd be great too. We love that. Um, a lot of them are funny. We'll answer any questions you have. I think we got a Christmas mailbag plan, so get them in now. Uh, we'll have a, of course, a Thursday night recap podcast breaking down Cowboys, Bears. But first, we got to preview the big game on Thursday between the mighty six and six Cowboys. And what better person to talk about those Cowboys and Jason Garrett at an extensive length than Jared Dubin. and Dubes. What's up, buddy?
1: Uh, hey man, I've been trying to think about a good Jerry Jones joke for the last like three minutes while you're doing that intro, but it's too depressing, honestly.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the, uh, the cowboys are probably going to fire Jason Garrett.
1: Like, uh, be- are we, are we sure?
0: No, no, I'm never sure. I mean, Jason, Garrett, he should have been fired weeks ago, months ago, years ago. Weeks uh, Jason, ago. <laughs> yeah. Decades ago, a decade ago. You know, it was actually, so I was watching, I got the, uh, advanced screener for Sabin and Belichick on HBO, which is coming up. Let me see what it, what it is. Um, I'll look it up while I'm telling you about it. But, uh, it, it it's, it's incredible. I, I, after the NC State game on, um, Wednesday night, it was like 11.30. I was like, I should probably go to bed, but I kind of want to watch this. And I started watching it, I got like an hour into it. And, uh, it was just hard to, it was just hard to stop watching it. It will air, uh, oh, this, uh, 12.10. This is five days from now. Was it Tuesday or something like that? Uh, it's Belichick and Sabin, the art of coaching. I highly recommend you DVR it on HBO, 1210 at 9 p.m. Um But uh I had totally forgotten that Jason Garrett was Nick Saban's offensive coordinator in Miami.
1: Yeah, that's where the Cowboys hired him from. Um, okay. Yeah, look, I mean, Jason Garrett does not call the plays and hasn't called the plays in – I think since 2014, he obviously does not control the defense. Basically his only responsibilities are managing the clock, making fourth down and two point conversion decisions, uh, and making sure that his players don't get arrested or suspended. And he's like the worst coach in the league at all of those things. So I don't really know what he does here. Uh, yeah. Isn't it odd? Isn't it odd that Jason Garrett
0: like worked for Nick Saban, who's the ultimate control guy and and like then jason garrett is like just clapping on the sidelines like nick saban would never be seen not talking to his microphone and just clapping he would lose his mind before he did that
1: yeah um it's uh It's frustrating. I mean, we've been talking about it in Slack all morning. I said the only thing I would accept in terms of Jason Garrett returning to the, to the Cowboys next year is a Super Bowl win. And my brother said he wouldn't even do that because if they won the Super Bowl, Jason Garrett would be the coach until he dies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's, it's quite amusing that, that like would you, you would trade a Super Bowl for 10 more years to Jason Garrett there, right?
1: Yeah. That, but that's the only thing I would accept. Like a Super Bowl loss. No. NFC championship game no uh 10 and six and they lose a heartbreaking thing somehow that the NFL admits that they screwed them over no no chance the literally the only thing I would accept that Jason Garrett is the coach beyond this year is they win the Super Bowl this season
0: okay fair enough let's dive into this game specifically um I hope the Cowboys win the Super Bowl just for the Jason Garrett stuff Jason Garrett's full oh, champion though doesn't really have the Doesn't really ring. Um, the last time we saw the Cowboys was, and and the Bears actually was last Thursday on Thanksgiving day. The, uh, Dallas Cowboys got humiliated at home by, uh, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. The Chicago Bears snuck by the Detroit Lions. They're both six and six different spots though, because the Bears have to fight for a wild card spot. We don't think they can, um, catch the, uh, you know, the, the division leaders, the Packers and the Vikings, although technically not ruled out yet. Uh, the Cowboys meanwhile are one game up at 6 and 6 in their division the biggest threats to them the Philadelphia Eagles at 5 and 7 who just lost to the Dolphins and the uh the streaking Washington Redskins who can still win the division at 7 and 9 um how much pressure is on Dallas to win this game
1: a significant amount i mean like you know like you said they're only 6 and 6 it, it, it does seem like if you get to 9 and 7 that's basically a guarantee you win this division at this point uh 8 and 8 could very conceivably win it there are some scenarios where seven and nine wins it but it would involve essentially the winner of the cowboys eagles game in week 16 only winning that or i guess the eagles would have to win one other game and the cowboys could only win that game or they could both lose all their games except for that and washington gets the seven wins like it's it's pretty unlikely but i mean you essentially need to get the cowboys if they get two-plus wins and one of them is against Philly, they probably win the division. If they get three wins, even if they lose to Philly, they probably win the division. So it's a pretty big game, obviously. They can't afford to really lose more than one or two the rest of the way.
0: Um, all right. What uh, what do you think Dallas does? I was uh, digging through the, the old stat machine and noticed that the Cowboys have uh, scored... The Cowboys have scored two hundred and eighty eight points this year, right? That's pretty good. They have one
1: of the best offenses in, in all I'm of football. I'm pretty uh, sure it's more than that. I think it's three ten.
0: Three ten. Okay, well I did a poor job digging through the stat machine then. What did I miss up? I wonder where I missed it. Um Okay. I'm gonna have to re uh yeah, it's three ten. I'm gonna have to reboot my entire life. Uh either way.
1: I've got my- a good stat for that anyway, if you wanna go there. They've played uh four top 10 defenses in DVOA That's and That's
0: what I'm going for. Yep.
1: Oh, what did
0: I miss? Who did I miss?
1: Uh Saints, Jets, Patriots, Bills. I think the Jets are 11 this week, but I'll we can wrangle that.
0: No, you're right, the Jets are 10. That's what I missed. Okay. Yeah,
1: and the I think it's the Vikings are 11 right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um
1: so against the four top 10 teams in DVOA, they've averaged 14 points per game and in their other eight games they've averaged 31.8 points per game. Now, the the Bears are the number eight defense by DVOA, but they were far more effective when Akeem Hicks was on the field, and he's still out this week, probably going to come back next week. And then, you know, he's not the only one out. Prince Amukamara is going to miss the game, and Danny Trevathan is going to miss the game. And, I mean, the, the downgrade from Amukamara to, I guess, Kevin Tolliver is going to be the number two outside corner it's i mean it seems pretty unlikely that they're going to move buster screen to the outside um all of a sudden you have either amari cooper or michael gallup with like a very obvious plus matchup Uh, whichever one of them is not being covered by kyle fuller and since the bears tend to play sides with their cornerbacks that just means that whoever lines up to the offense's left side of the field is going to have an obvious plus matchup and then Randall Cobb is going to have a pretty good matchup in the slot as well. Mm. You could conceivably run the passing game through whoever is not being covered by Fuller, whether that's Cooper or Gallup and Cobb, and that's just a, a pretty good matchup for them.
0: Okay, so if you're the Cowboys, how are you attacking this Bears defense? Then I mean, are you are you because you know they haven't been as good against the run without Akeem Hicks? Are you coming out and I mean, are you coming out running the ball or are you going to let Dak do Dak and try and funnel it to that side of the field that you're talking about to try and, you know, utilize, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I'm wondering, like do you think Jason Garrett will be smart enough to realize this?
1: Um, Well, there's the question of what I would do. And there's the question of what the Cowboys will likely do. And um, when Dallas struggles in the past, I mean, they fall back on the comfortability of the run game. Um, That is – what they've done for a long time, it's what they did um, when they had lost those two straight games earlier in the season and then went to go play the Jets. They gave Zeke, I think, like 31 touches in a game that they were losing by two scores for a lot of the game. Um, that's just what they do. Tony Pollard is questionable for the game. He popped up on the injury report a couple days ago, apparently got hurt in practice. He's listed as questionable, may not play. It's not like they've really... Used him all that much anyway. Like they spent all off season telling us that he was the new Alvin Kamara, and then until three weeks ago, he had seven catches the whole season. Um, they've they've been better in the games where they've used to, they've used him more. They don't seem to care about that. Um, I would not be surprised if the game involved a heavy dose of Zeke running early and often. Uh, <coughs> Bless you. Sorry about that. Um I, I would not be surprised that the game involved a heavy dose of Zeke running early and often because that's just kind of what they like to do when they get back into a corner. It has not really worked all that well for them this year. Zeke until last week had one run over twenty yards the entire season. He's just not been giving them the kind of explosive plays. That he's given them in the past. Uh, He's only average in success rate at Football Outsiders, too. So it's not like he's just, you know, moving the chains all game long, either. The strength of their offense is the pass game. It's the number three ranked passing unit in the league by DVOA. Prescott leads the league in passing yards. Um, They've been significantly better when they throw on early downs than when they run on early downs. Um, But that's just not really what the coaching staff wants to do. So, I mean... What I would do is, is attack screen and attack tolliver if that two plays, uh, in place of a mukamara. And I would try to attack, you know, even their linebackers in the passing game too with, with Trevathan out. I mean, Roquan Smith is obviously very good in coverage, but I think he could attack the other linebackers over the middle. Um, that's what I would do. What I think the Cowboys will do is they'll try to, you know, go back to what's comfortable for them that, cause that's what they do. So it seems like the,
0: Injury report drastically favors the Cowboys, and it's not a short week. But I mean, like, like you said, Amukamara doubtful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we're not going to get Akeem Hicks or, back.
1: I thought Amukamara was listed as out. I could be uh, wrong is, about that.
0: He, he's doubtful on on the Bears website, but okay. I mean, these people are weird about him. Um, Taylor,
1: I, I mean, doubtful most often means you're not going to play. Yeah. Um, he didn't practice all week. It's a hamstring injury. Like that's not necessarily something you could just play through as a corner.
0: Yeah, and Trevathon and Taylor Gabriel out. Bobby Massey out as well. The Cowboys' injury report is bigger. Leighton Vander Esch out. They've been playing without him for a few weeks, though. Yeah, uh, I
1: would say both both offenses are getting the the favorable uh, matchup on the injury report. Uh, you know, the Bears have a, a couple important players out for their defense, and then. Van Der Rush is out and Antoine Woods, the defensive tackle who has been a pretty good defender inside for them. He's still out with a knee injury too. He also got arrested on Tuesday apparently. Um, so that's probably not great. And um, I mean, Jeff Heat is out, but that's probably better for the Cowboys than it is for the Bears.
0: So Tyron Smith was listed limited all week long, but has no designation. Does that mean he is
1: good? I would imagine that means he's going to play. Um, it's a short, it's I mean, still a short week right, seven, um seven days it is seven days, but it's still a Thursday game. Most teams when they play uh on Thursday with three days' rest, they get ten days' rest the following week. That's not the case for the Cowboys and the Bears. you know typically after a third they'll have ten days after this Thursday before their next game, but every other team that plays on a Thursday gets that ten day rest immediately. uh these teams don't, so it's it's still technically you know a shorter week than you would expect after playing on a Thursday.
0: Yeah, you played four days, then had Thanksgiving, then had to didn't have to play seven days later. It's not ideal. Like if you play Thanksgiving, you would love to have ten days before you before you prep for your next game.
1: Right, uh, that's every team that plays on Thursday, except for the Cowboys and whoever they play the following Thursday, gets a an an immediate uh, ten day rest. But the last few years, they've been having Dallas play one of the other Thanksgiving teams the following week.
0: All right, let's uh,
1: take a quick break. and we come back, we will talk about what the Bears will do on offense. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative legal and administrative and customer support at Robert half. We know talent visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Okay. Chicago bears offensive juggernaut under Matt Nagy, Mitchell Trubisky coming through the last couple of weeks, old Mitch, when he plays a bad team man, he is not scared to uh, put up some numbers. He actually, I thought he played pretty well on Thanksgiving, all things considered made some nice throws in that final drive, Uh, you know, really locked in on Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson ended up with a very nice game, but Miller had a career high in in receiving yards. Any chance he can duplicate that performance against the Cowboys defense on Thursday night?
1: I mean, I would say there's some chance the Cowboys have been hurt by mobile quarterbacks because they tend to be very good at getting pressure and not very good at converting pressure into sacks. And I think you saw last week, I mean, Josh Allen ran the ball 10 times. He got himself a touchdown. He made Several plays by escaping the rush and then finding, you know, usually Cole Beasley, but a couple times John Brown as well while he was on the move. Trubisky has that sort of skill set, but he really hasn't been using it. Uh, this is something that Sean has pointed out when you guys do the podcasts a bunch of times. Since Trubisky suffered that shoulder injury last year, he just has not really been willing to run at all. I mean, he's only averaging 2.4 carries a game this year compared to 4.9 last year and his his yards per carry is basically cut in half to 3.1 this year 6.2 last year and then you know unlike what Allen was able to do last week or what you know guys like aaron Rodgers or other guys have been able to do against them previously trubisky when he throws on the move is just not really quite as good he's the kind of guy where you want him to set his feet and throw at the top of his drop and if he has to do something other than that, he tends to struggle. Um, so I think the opportunities are there for a quarterback with Trubisky's skill set to succeed. But he hasn't been utilizing that skill set in the best ways. And then specifically when he tries to throw on the run, he's not quite as good. So, I mean, the matchup seems to set up well for that type of quarterback. But he hasn't been the kind of guy this season that would be able to take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, he has 26 carries for 80 yards and one touchdown. Last year, 68 carries, 421 yards and three touchdowns. It really does feel like when Trubisky stops running or is running less, that he is, his effectiveness just drops way off. Um, Debo, our producer extraordinaire, actually went viral with a that the yellow line is commitment and I am Mitchell Trubisky tweet that uh, that certainly blew up for him. So that was a, Oh, yeah, I
1: saw that. That was funny. Yeah.
0: It, was a good, it was a good tweet. It was a good tweet. Yeah. Um, the uh, his over under by the way for rushing yards nine and a half for Mitchell Trubisky. I wouldn't want to take the I wouldn't want to take the under because it's so low and he's eclipsed it in three of his last six games. But I mean like he really does not like to run these days, and I think it's probably a re- result of him having a busted shoulder and a busted hip. Um, you know, or just, you know, just injuries to his shoulder and his hip. And so maybe he's trying to avoid taking big shots out in the open field while running, maybe,
1: right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that definitely seems to be what it is. And I think I would be more willing to take the under there if the Cowboys had Van Der Esch for the game. But, um, with, uh, with either, uh, Joe Thomas or, I mean, Sean, Sean Lee is obviously the one who plays in place of him for the most part. But when they're in their baseline backer side, they have Joe Thomas out there too. Um, I'm not quite. A, even though both of those guys are good athletes, like if you have Smith and Van out there, it's obviously much more difficult for a quarterback to run than if only one of those guys is there. Plus, okay. you know, like I said, the Cowboys they they're one of the better pressure teams in the league. I think they're eighth in pressure rate at Pro Football Reference so far, but they're only average at converting those pressures into sacks and we saw just last week how an, a mobile quarterback you know trubisky has a very similar skill set to josh allen obviously the arm strength is not quite as good for trubisky as it is for allen but you know in, in terms of the mobility and the you know being able to make plays with your legs like trubisky has that he just hasn't been able, willing to use it
0: so if you were all right what do you think they do in the run game do you think that um do you think that it's mostly David Montgomery here? Do you think they try and use Tariq Cohen more? How do you think the, the, they approach that with the split in terms of who they want to trot out there, uh, as like the primary back on, on Thursday night? Yeah, I'm not
1: sure that it matters, honestly. Both of them have just been so ineffective running no. the ball this season. Um, you know, Montgomery is at three and a half yards a carry. Cohen has been at 3.2 yards a carry. Their offensive line, in run blocking has been so bad, 27th in football outsiders adjusted line yards. I mean, it's just not a team that is really able to run the ball at all. Um, I, I'm not sure that it matters which one of them they use. Um, it, it's not like you've needed a power back or needed a you know scat type back to have success against dallas in the run game for the most part it's just been about misdirection getting them to over pursue so in in terms of that i think you know a a cohen-led screen game could be effective for them i think we saw a couple weeks ago when dalvin cook once they got the screen game going and once they got the you know the toss and the stretch to the outside going and then cutbacks that's really the way to do it against dallas because they're so heavy on pursuit and flowing guys to the ball so in that sense, Cohen makes a little bit more sense, but it's, it's not like power guys haven't been able to have any success against them either. Um, they're, they're really only an average run defense, but in, in short yardage, they've been pretty bad. They're 24th, uh, in power situations to football outsiders. Their opponents have converted 68% of the time on third or fourth down with two or fewer yards to go. That's just a situation where they haven't really been able to get off the field. Mm.
0: I'm kind of liking some Tariq Cohen props and we'll get to more props in just a second. But like his over under for rushing yards is just 15 and a half, which is mm-hmm. I mean it's really low. I mean it's not not that he's blasted over that. He had nine rush yards against the Lions. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, mean you look at uh certain, you look at his season like his season high is 39 rushing yards and his season high is 49 receiving yards. Like it's he's sort of just- They've gotten him the ball, but, like, I remember I think in the opening game he had nine catches for 19 yards or something like that. Like, they just have not really been able to move the ball with him, with Montgomery, with really anybody other than Allen Robinson.
0: That is that is true. I will say this. Um His over-under uh for receptions, I think, is three and a half, and it's juiced to the over at minus 142. I love that over. I mean, that's a great bet because when you look at, I mean, the last, like, You know, he's had over, since week five, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six of eight games have been over four or four receptions or more. They're just feeding him the ball. He's getting, he's getting, he's had one game in that stretch where he's had less than four targets. And I, I I like your idea of what, I mean, if Matt Nagy's has any semblance of offensive aptitude, in theory, he's going to take the ball, work some screens to Cohen and then get Cohen out there and shotgun and let him actually run. You know, once you use those screens and create the over pursue stuff exactly like the Cow or the the Vikings did uh with Dalvin Cook. Like like you said, once a once the screen game got working and you still still had Cook out there, it caused the Cowboys to back up and you could run on them out of shotgun and in, in, in those spots. So to me, Cohen props make a lot of sense on on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, I like that too. I think, you know, if you're smart, you get Cohen involved on at least a couple of screens, especially early in the game to get that defense thinking about it. And then maybe you can finally have some success with your run game, which if you're the Bears, you probably want to be able to run at some point just to keep the Cowboys offense off the field, if possible, because I mean, they've been, they're, they lead the league in yards this year. The, granted, they're only, I think, eighth in points because their red zone struggles have come back. Uh, they're only turning 55% of their possessions in the red zone into touchdowns this year, which, I mean, for a team with one of the best offensive lines in the league and Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and Amari Cooper and even, like, Jason Witten in the red zone has been good. Like, it makes no sense that they're not converting more of their red zone opportunities into touchdowns until you remember that, I mean, this te- this is a team that shoots itself in the foot all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, how do you think uh, Allen Robinson Anthony Miller – or uh yeah, like how do you think the Cowboys will try and game plan against them? And um do you think that uh you know, Alan Robinson is a viable like he's been God, if you put I mean Allen Robinson he's had Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky and is still man like he's probably gonna go over a thousand yards this year. He did fourteen hundred yards in two thousand fifteen. He's still just twenty six. Maybe he's twenty seven now. Um no, he's still twenty six. I mean <laughs> somebody give this guy a freaking quarterback already.
1: Yeah, uh Allen Robinson is awesome. That like yeah, that dude is just really, really good. Um, You know, in, in terms of the Cowboys playing against him, I mean, I don't think it's going to be any different than it is against anyone else. You know, they Chris Richard comes from, you know, that seat, that Seahawks school of defense. They play sides with their cornerbacks. Byron Jones is on the right. Shadobia Wuzier is on the left. Jordan Lewis is in the slot. They play their safeties. Xavier Woods is going to be up high. Darian Thompson is going to be in the box for the most part. uh They'll play some some double high safeties on occasion but that's just the way they're going to do it they're going to play the zone try to limit big plays and they're going to play sides with their corners so if you want Robinson to have the better corner matchup put him on the right side of the field so he can go against the Wuzier instead of Byron Jones um, or put him in the slot where he has a size advantage over Jordan Lewis because Robinson's like 6'2 225 and Jordan Lewis is I think like 5'10 180 or something like that but I mean Lewis has been probably their best corner this season but I mean that kind of a size advantage is something that you can use to your advantage you know so I mean the way to beat them for the most part is is quick short throws um, and and over the middle and screens so I would try to go at it that way but if you're attacking the outside like to me just throw it at Woosier. Teams have done it all year and he's one of these guys where when you throw at him, I mean, go look at the throws against him this year. And, I mean, there are so many contested catches where he just does not turn around and play the ball. He doesn't do it. He, it's like so many throws are right into his coverage that if he just turned around, he would be able to deflect them or pick them off. And he just doesn't do it. And that's why the, he gives up a bunch of contested catches and he gets a bunch of pass interference penalties and teams have noticed. And they've been picking on him all year. And I think the Bears could do that, too.
0: Okay, so would you, uh, target anybody that we talked about, Cowboys or Bears, would you target as maybe a, uh, DFS captain? I know we don't talk about that regularly, but is there somebody you think that could blow up from an offensive standpoint that's not Zeke or, you know, not Dak or Mitchell Trubisky? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I think Allen Robinson's a pretty good one. Like if you line him up on the right side or in the slot, I think he could have a pretty good game. Um, and, and I mean, Byron Jones has been good, but not great like he was last year. He was one of, I don't know, one of like the 10 best corners in the league last season. And I mean, he's he's been good this year, but not quite that good. So Robinson makes a bunch of sense. I think, you know, Cooper, Cobb and Gallup make a bunch of sense, too, because um, I think they do have some advantages in the passing game. And then I think Zeke makes sense because the Cowboys are just going to try to give him the ball a bunch like. I could easily see it being a game where both teams move the ball pretty well, but don't score that much because they like to kick field goals and shoot themselves in the foot all the time.
0: <laughs> all right, well uh, let's let's talk some uh, some player props in. What uh, and then we'll get to the final score. By the way, Dubin, I think you're you were pretty close on um, Vikings Seahawks, right? That last field goal. By uh by Jason Myers might have messed it up, but you definitely had the over. I mean, like we had the over. I pro- think I
1: had 26-24. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so over and over in Seahawks, and they both hit. I mean,
1: in a different way than maybe you thought, but but they both. Yeah, they both, and it um, was a little bit more high scoring than even I thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, I like the over. Kenny White had the under on sports Sportsline, scared me. Thank goodness I I rolled with the over. Uh Over under two hundred seventy three passing two hundred seventy three point five passing yards for Dak Prescott.
1: Um That's high. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty high, but it's also something he's hit for the most part this season. And, you know, especially in games where they've had both Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, he's hit that. Um yeah, I think I would go over there. I mean, even you look at it in the games that they've played against better defenses, he's been able to get there. Like even last week against Buffalo, he threw up for three hundred and fifty five yards. Um, threw for 397 against Minnesota, um, 463 against Green Bay. Yeah, I I think that he could probably get there as long as he stays well-protected, and he's been, I mean, his sack rate this year is ridiculous. It's 3.5%. He's been very well-protected for most of the year. He's thrown the ball well for most, I mean, he's leading the league in passing yards, 316 yards a game. Um, Yeah, I think they could throw the ball pretty well.
0: Yeah, the only games where he's under... Uh, at Washington, which was a ten point win, they had to come back in that one. But hit had two hundred sixty nine, so very, very close. Uh, Miami, where they won by twenty five points. New Orleans, top tier pass defense in October or late September. They were playing very well. Um, uh, Philly, they blew them out by twenty seven points. At the Giants, blew them out by nineteen points. Or 20, yeah, nineteen points. Um, and then uh, New England in, in tough conditions. So yeah, I mean, actually, you're probably right. Dak leads the league in passing yards and passing yards per game. Um, And Dak, if he were on the Ravens, would be the MVP, not Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. Mitchell Trubisky. Uh,
1: I think as as long as Lamar was being coached by the Cowboys coaching staff, I think that's probably true.
0: I'm saying if you flipped him, like the the Ravens would find a way to maximize Dak, and people would be talking nonstop about Dak, and instead they're like.
1: I mean, look, the Cowboys watched Lamar Jackson run all over the Patriots in – you know, zone read and read option type of runs and then did not run one zone read the entire game. So good job, guys. Nice work, guys. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, over under two hundred thirty
0: six and a half passing yards.
1: I mean, I want to take the over because I think you can throw on Dallas, but I also just like don't trust yeah. Trubisky. I mean, he's, I, I mean, he's I, cleared I it, about this in the he's cleared it
0: easily the last two weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got three games this season with a passer rating over 105 games under 70. Um, has he played back-to-back good games so far this year? You know, like
0: Yeah, the last two. I mean,
1: maybe. Was he actually good
0: two weeks ago? No. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't. He had 278 passing yards, completed, barely completed 60% of his passes and had two picks so against the Giants, who were like the worst pass defense in football. So no, he probably wasn't very good.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you look at the games before that, it's 190, 173, 125, 253, 251. 231, 120, 228. I mean, he's only gone over these last two weeks and it was against the Giants and the Lions. In fact, if you look at, uh, <laughs> if you look
0: at his game logs and take out the Lions, the two Lions games, he hasn't really had a good game since week seven against the, against the Saints somehow. Like that's
1: the game he had a good.
0: Oh, I and mean, that was all garbage time. Yeah, you're right. And then even Washington, he threw three passing touchdowns, but had 231 passing yards and a horrible pick.
1: Also, in. didn't he average like three yards per attempt or something against the Saints? And I remember that it was just like all checkdowns. Four point
0: four point seven. but yes. I mean, remember they were getting destroyed and then all of a sudden he started chucking it around. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm with you. I don't think I would take the over unless it was against uh, the Lions. Zeke Elliott, 84 and a half rushing yards, over-under.
1: I'm tempted to go over just because I think they're going to give him the ball a bunch of times. But, you know, even without Hakeem Hicks, the Bears' run defense is still pretty good. It's not great, but it's still pretty good. And Zeke just, I mean, he hasn't been the same guy this year. He doesn't break long runs anymore. I don't know. I kind of want to go under, but um, I think the Cowboys are going to give him a bunch of work. And when he's gotten a lot of carries, he's been able to get there. I think you look at, yeah, every game but one where he's gotten at least 19 carries, he's hit that number. And I think they're just going to give him the ball a bunch of times in this game. So I guess you kind of have to go over.
0: Mm, Okay. Uh, David Montgomery over under 59 and a half rushing yards. I would go under on Montgomery.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can go over on anything involving Bears running backs. So they just haven't been good. Unless you're talking about Cohen receptions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: David Montgomery has 40, 60, 31, 22, and 75 rushing yards. Uh, again, the la- the- the two games where he went over 60 were against the Lions. Like the Bears just blow up against the Lions and stink as everybody else. Um Cooper, uh, Amari Cooper or Allen Robinson? who has more receiving yards
1: um i think i would go robinson just because they're more likely to force the ball to him than the cowboys are um because i mean you look at the other bears receivers out there anthony miller javon Wims, and cordero patterson are just not nearly the same quality of receiver and you look at the cowboys even over the last few weeks uh randall cobb and michael Gallup have been able to make some plays in addition to cooper and cooper's still playing hurt so i think i would go robinson
0: and Cooper has those weird home away splits. Like I don't know, if oh, yeah. you know, I don't know if they're real or not, but I mean, he is a, he's a vastly different player. He's on pace for like 2000 yards in terms of uh, production at Jerry World and then like a hundred yards for this season. <laughs> it's very yeah. weird. Um, just for, for the record, he does have. So away, home games, he has 47 catches, 758 yards and five touchdowns. Away, 17 catches, 213 yards and two touchdowns. His catch rate home and away drops from 78.3 down to 53.1. His yards per target goes from 12.6 to 6.7. His yards per, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like I don't even, wonder, like it's very bizarre. It drops. He has five less receptions per game on the road versus at home.
1: I mean, is, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's worth noting that one of those games he left, I think, like three snaps into the game against yeah. the Jets. Um, yeah. but it's still like much worse on the road than at home.
0: Yeah. I mean, he just has, yeah, I mean, he just doesn't have big games on the road. It's, it's just very weird. Uh, okay. What's your pick here? How do you think this plays out?
1: Yeah. Um, I came in wanting to take the bears. Perfect. Um, and then as I was writing, I was like, I feel like I should take the Cowboys because it's, the matchups just work better for them. But I trust the Cowboys to beat themselves more than I trust them to beat somebody else right now. So I wound up taking the Bears oh,
0: 23-21. Okay. All over it as usual. It is uh, the over-under in this game is 43-and-a-half. So good call. Sli- slight to the over. Um, and the uh, the Bears are plus three at home. Yeah, I mean you can't
1: make the Bears favorites, right? No, they're pretty bad. So yeah, I mean both of these teams are bad. Like, so do
0: you do you think there will be a? Do you think which way would you lean? More scoring or less scoring there? Since you're all
1: over the over, um, I don't know that I would lean necessarily one way or the other. I think that I think both teams can move the ball against the other's defense, but I think they also are not very good in the red zone and too willing to set up for field goals and both have bad kickers like I, I could easily see it being a game where everybody's like oh my god this is one of the worst played games I've ever seen in my life these teams just keep making mistakes mm. um and that could that could lead to a bunch of scoring or that could lead to no scoring I I don't have a feel really for how it's going to go at all I just at this point I, I I trust Dallas to beat Dallas more than I trust Dallas to beat Chicago and yeah
0: Okay, I, I honestly, like, I, I'm, I'm literally scratching my head. I have no feel for I, I don't know. I, I, I think I would probably take the points. Like, I agree with you. I take neither I took,
1: of these teams makes any sense. Is the thing? Like, yeah.
0: Like the Bears shouldn't be six and six, and neither should the Cowboys. But like the Bears should be three and nine, and the Cowboys should be nine and three. They shouldn't be meeting in Week fourteen to kick off the week on a Thursday night with the same record. And yet, way more at stake for one team than the other.
1: Yeah, I saw somebody uh posting this the other day, where the Cowboys have, or I guess not anymore, but at that point, but uh, heading into last week, the Cowboys had scored more points than the Seahawks, allowed fewer points than the Seahawks, and had a worse record than the Seahawks. Um, and and now the Seahawks have have scored more because they scored a bunch the other night. But yeah, they uh. They're six and six with a point differential of like a nine and three team, and uh, that's just kind of how it goes.
0: I mean, yeah, the Seahawks are ten and two with a point differential of like an eight and a half win team. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. some teams are well coached and have quarterbacks who are allowed to elevate the rest of the team, and uh, other, other I don't te- know
1: that that necessarily describes the Seahawks. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Pete Carroll's a good coach. Even He's if a good play. coach, but I don't know that the quarterback has been allowed to elevate the team. He's just done it anyway. He's
0: forced into positions where he has to elevate the team.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, okay. it's, it's not like they're setting Russ up for a ton of success.
0: No, no, they're not. Um, but he he does it anyway. All right, dudes. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think I'm going to go with the Bears. I don't love it. It feels, it feels, it feels like the wrong side. But I think, I, I think part of that is like sometimes you have to do that because everyone is going to be on the Cowboys, right? I mean, everybody, everybody has to be on the Cowboys here.
1: Am I crazy? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it feels yeah. like the kind of game where you should be on the Cowboys because they just seem like the better team. Um, but also they've been in two, you know, national TV games the last two weeks. They've shot themselves in the foot and everybody's like, they're a disaster right now. So they might go to the Bears. I don't know. Like, I would just say don't bet on it because neither of these teams is trustworthy on any level.
0: But if you got a pick, but like I have to do like for our, like I have a picks pool that I'm like top 10 in right now and I need, like I need a, you know, are oh, their- yeah,
1: I, mean, I don't think I could talk you out of betting on either team being the smarter play, but do it in a picks pool and don't put money on it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> Chicago 2.5 is even worse in my picks pool. Everybody is going to take Dallas.
1: Right, they're going to be like, yeah, the Cowboys are going to win you 26-23 know, or whatever. Well, the 2.5 makes such a huge difference. Like, You'd
0: much rather have the 3, but I almost feel like there's a chance to move up the board if you take the Bears here. So uh, I might ride with the Bears all right, dudes, uh, good best of luck. I am sure that you won't be angry on Friday morning after watching the Cowboys and Jason Garrett play football on the road against the top ten defense all evening. And uh, we will talk to you on Monday, friend.
1: That's right, Matt.